What's new listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two Cents Critics. If you want to move for reviews of books, movies, and TV shows, then join in. Today though, we're not doing a review, we're instead going to be covering our predictions for the 2023 Oscars, because they're coming up in March, so we'll be giving some coverage on you know what we want to win, what we think we'll win, and for today, I'll be having a returning guest, Misty Rose. You may remember her from our podcast on the Santa Claus back in December. Now she's coming back for the show. Say hello, Misty. Hello. Happy to be back. Yes, yes. Although I will say now, I, I want to say for the listeners, we were planning to have uh, another friend of ours, Jared, coming on the show today. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it. He's got some home renovation, crap going on, but he did send over predictions, his, his personal picks and predictions, so I'll be including them in the episode, and, you know, and, and maybe, maybe if you want to show any hot takes, you know, he has some thoughts about, like, you know, the triangle of status in particular, so we'll, you know, we'll see if he sends those over the hot takes in addition. Or you say but... friend, I say me, so I was big, I'm... I'm, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm just disappointed that I am not allowed to to express my anger. <laughs> I know. Oh, he's yeah. sending me some stuff already. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was saying for the podcast, you know, I was getting amped up, you know, for for the debate, you know, I was going to be here as like a buffer between you two as you throw barbs at each other and the flames, but all right, well, Again, Oscars. So you know, let's just get uh right into right into this before we get out get into our picks and predictions. Just our general thoughts. So you know, what are your general thoughts? You know, on the Oscars. You know. So, I remember that the day I, I saw these nominations, I was very happy and confused and upset because I think that my my predictions for the nominations turned out pretty well for the most part. But then you have some stuff in here where I'm like. Uh, right. We all know we're going to get there. The one big surprise everyone got. But then apart from that, like, just just a few strange decisions. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll take it. Well, I don't think this would really change ultimately who I think is going to win. I think that all those got in. So I think that's pretty strong. But it's been a weird year, I think. And... Yeah. <laughs> It showed we, we we weren't done with surprises just yet, which is it's, it's no. cool. We're, it's, it's, yeah, it keeps things interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's intriguing. You know, we've got some surprises definitely, and you know, along with along with some you know some some very good nominations. You know, with you know, I guess, I guess one of my general thoughts now, and just I would say that. You know, some of the nominations I'm very happy about, you know, there's like th- th- things like, you know, Stephanie Shu, for example, you know, that's one of the things I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm very happy about that. You know, we were so worried about that for a while. And then there are other, but then there are other things where it's like, hmm, why did this happen? This is strange. And then there are other nominations where it's like, yeah, you know, I feel like it's, you know, it, it was expected. Like, you know, some some things, like, for everything I brought at once, you know, obviously that was a lot for nominations, you know, obviously, like, you know, like, the, the Banshees and Inner you know. Yes. Yes, yes, movies like that. You know, it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a mix, you know. I actually, I remember, I remember someone tweeting about how 
and at the time is getting her nomination for Blonde and she's trying to paid for Stephanie Shu getting her WWAO nom. Which is like, oh, that's such a fighting way to put it. It's painful. I think also something is that I feel like I I was able to watch a lot more movies than I ever really have in theaters last year. It's like the start of that. So I watched like, I think out of the best picture nominees, there's just two I'm missing. And then I think, yeah, the the international films, unfortunately, haven't really gotten to those. But uh, I think a lot of this ground has been covered and I got to see everything pretty much when it came out. It was it was cool. It was really nice feeling prepared and, and being like, I actually really liked most of this. I didn't really think that quite a few movies got on there just because, yeah, you think they're Oscar bait. Like, oh, they were kind of boring, but that's the kind of stuff they nominate. I feel like I was really happy with a lot of these movies and I enjoyed them. And I think, yeah, I, I'm really happy that they may get some awards. They deserve them a lot. Yeah, again, it's a, it's an interesting race, you know. We've got some, we've got some good picture. We've got some other picks that are, how should I say, not as good and more negative. But you know, it's all, it's all intriguing, and you know, it does get me pumped up to see what will happen. Yes. And now we can just get right into the uh, picks and predictions for the different categories. So, you know, let's start. Let's start off with actor in a leading role. The nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Interference, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bo Nighy for Living. So, what's your, what's your, like, what's your personal pick, and what, then what's your prediction? So, I have my gold derby thing pulled up here, because, like, I'm going based on this, so I think who may ultimately get it may be Brendan, just because of the, the train, the, 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 the whole revival renaissance train that's been rolling for him. I think that he's gotten quite a few awards already during this award season for this performance. I think it that's most likely logically, I think what's going to win, but I mean, it, I, I saw the whale and it was, I mean, his performance is very, very good. It's just that like the movie in general is, was not like entirely Oscar worthy. I feel uh, the performances, like the two main performances, were great. So it's like I, I would love for Colin Farrell to win personally. I think it would be fantastic because he had such a good year. He had so many good performances, like several, and everything he was in was good. And so it's like I think he deserves something for putting in that much work. But I, I, I can maybe see them giving it to Brendan or or Colin. I think either one could maybe take it. Okay, that's good, that's good. Jared is just saying, I'm going to clap back on the post-Oscars episode. Yes, clap back all you want, Jared. But you got to make, <laughs> make it in for that. Yes. <laughs> needs needs to. Yeah, so... Uh, so, for actually in a leading role, I think my personal pick is also going to be Colin Farrell, which, you know, he, he was just splendid in, in a Sharon. Uh, I would say, though, it's uh, it, it's him, and then but then also Paul Mescal. That's also my... I feel like that's right below Colin Farrell for me. Like, because even even though I wasn't able to emotionally connect with Abishan as much as other people, I did love the performances from from Paul Mescal and Frankie Poirier and 
I particularly hope that Frankie Cuario today would have like a flourishing career after the movie, which you know that was like a you know a, de- a debut role. But Paul Mescal, you know, I and and unfortunately, I don't think he'll win because I, I I feel like Paul Mescal's performance, while it is like incredible, I just don't feel like it's as like Oscar Beatty as the other roles. It's not it's not it's not that mm. obvious, you know. It's, it is much more subtle than that. But still very good. So he's like my second, like, you know, right below Conville, my personal pick. And then for prediction, uh, I don't know. The, honestly, there's, a, there's, there's a, a a big part of me that does actually think Austin Butler would actually win for this category <sighs> as, as a prediction. I don't, <laughs> I don't I want mean, that to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. So I recently saw Elvis, and you know, I you know, I gave it three and a half stars out of box. Like, you know, it was actually you know, better than I expected it to be, and I did like Austin Butler in the movie, but I don't know if it's necessarily Oscar worthy. You know, but I I mean, I like his performance. You know, I thought he was able to dive into the role deeply enough, and you know, some entertaining parts of the movie, like all the editing and the just the frantic. Editing so aggressive. It was it was a lot. And I mean I still ultimately really liked it. He was great, but my problem with Elvis is that it's a lot of how one man manipulated his life instead of telling it from his perspective and how and I think that a lot of a lot of this movie was just him sort of being told to do things. And I get that that's maybe that's how what that's what actually happened. We don't really know exactly how much of this is like entirely, entirely true. So Remember, it's like the movie is kind yeah. of, it, it's very blown up. Like I'm not I'm not looking at this and going, oh, this is a factual representation of Elvis's Elvis's life. It's just like, no, this is really exaggerated. Exactly. And because of that, I feel like he does play Elvis, but very straight, I feel like for most of it it's just it, he's just acting like like Elvis, like a normal guy, instead of really showing more the parts where it showed like his real struggles were very, I think, a small portion of the movie. So a lot of it that I think would be like Oscar worthy or very very short moments because a lot of it was just sort of Tom Hanks in the background doing stuff, and then it's like watching him perform and and his career grow. But it was very quick and a lot of things that didn't get covered. So it's like. Yeah, I don't see this being like Oscar worthy movie. It was just fun experiment for Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you said Tom Hanks was doing stuff in the background. He wasn't just doing stuff, mind you. He yeah. was like the he was like the narrator, and he was just throwing yeah. out that accent that really just dipped, dipped in and out at times. And I was just like, Tom Hanks, what the hell are you doing? It's just like about how he was in charge of this whole thing. It's like I don't care about this. I want to see what's going on with with Elvis. What's he doing? Can we take it back to him, please? <laughs> oh my god! Between this and Tom Hanks's Italian accent and Tokyo. Oh. oh no! This is bad. Oh, wild, wild. I mean, I know I still love, I love Tom Hanks, but man, I feel like some of the movies he's been in lately are not like you know what the role he's taken on. They're like they're questionable, you know. Sometimes, hmm. yeah. It's like I still have to watch. I still have to watch Otto though. I still have to watch that. I I love the book, uh, but I still have to watch the American adaptation. 
Ah, I may I may check that out. That's why it's like I'm not sure. I if I have time, I'll see if I can go check it out. So and, I recommend the book. It's, it's, the book is heartwarming. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. I'll I'll, I'll see if I can check that out because it, it looks okay. It looks like I can maybe enjoy it. Yeah. And since you did mention like after some that's one which like i wish i had seen it it's just that i i it didn't like come out here i think or it was like very limited so it's like i'm very upset i haven't seen it yet because i'm sure it's great and yeah, I, 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 is, I recommend seeing it yeah i recommend seeing it that was one category where i got like all the predictions right like everyone i, I pretty much thought they would nominate did get in so it's like this seems good it starts to get messy in other categories but this one is like we're starting strong this is good <laughs> and then for, for Jared his pick is Colin Farrell and his prediction mm. is Brendan Fraser yeah that's what I feel like a lot of people are like hoping for for Colin or thinking that maybe entirely possible but it's just it's it's the Brendan hype trade it's it's coming yeah. <laughs> and I am and, and I'm, I'm very happy for him it's just like after all the years mm. of being Blacklisted in Hollywood, and then uh. like finally he's having his his his, his Renaissance, you know, along with the Tiana Sans. Uh, now we have act, actor in a supporting role. The nominees are Brendan Gleeson for Anna Sharon, Ryan Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for Anna Sharon, and Keith Ray Kwan for WWAO. <laughs> um, your personal pick and prediction so i think that these this matches pretty much i think that the key he Kwan is gonna take this and that's like my personal one too it's like he has such strong momentum right now but it's like i see it i can see it happening right now and i'm gonna be so happy and yeah. if he doesn't win then i think my second, my, my runner-up would be Brendan Gleeson, which would also be really great for me because his his performance, I think, was kind of like the big anchor of Banshees. Like you have you have you have Colin Farrell. He was he was react. He was he was great, of course, but it's like his is like the real like emotional sort of weight. It wasn't like fully ranged, but it's like you you understand and you see this man's struggle and his and. and to sort of be he had made this really rough decision and first you don't know what the hell is going on but then it's like okay maybe i kind of see it and you see how annoyed how disappointed how sad he is and and it's very subtle and it's like i love that i I love this performance i really did so it's like if he does win i won't be upset definitely and any and even a very his pick and prediction are both kiwi one yeah. And also, I feel like that's also for me as well. But but I do want to say that uh, Jared also submitted a snub for Seth Rogen from The Fablemans. Mm. And I I had uh, Paul Paul Dano as my one of my nomination picks, and he was the only one that didn't get in. Because mm. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't put Brian Tyree Henry, because I was fully expecting. But it's like, okay, sure. I, I, I under, I've seen a lot of praise for for Brian Tyree Henry's performance, but it's like it good, uh, it good, that's yeah. the only one that that didn't get in. That's like okay. Yeah, I, I actually, I, 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 even though I wasn't able to get that invested in Causeway, I did actually when I when I saw that, I was actually like, oh, Brian Tyree Henry's performance is really great here. I kind of hoped that he could get an Oscar nomination, 
and then he did. It was just like, once that happened, I was like, oh, okay, I was hoping for that, but I didn't actually expect it to happen, you know? It was, it was just kind of surprising. Well, I think, I think one, probably one of the bigger surprises was this particular Oscar race. But I'm glad to see mm. him have a nomination. And just, just in general, I've been into him and his performances, and even just like, you know, I, you know, I loved him in Eternal, I loved him in Bullet Chain, you know, he loved him in Broadway. He's great, and I'm I'm very happy that he's gotten like this kind of accolade. I think, like like pretty early on in his like more popular career, where it's like he's starting to get in like big stuff. It's like oh, that's amazing, and it he deserves it because he's he's very charismatic. He's great. It's like I, I love him in anything he's in. <laughs> yes, and now I will say to uh, Paul Dano that is that is a big thing. Where it's like ooh. I Definitely feel like he was snubbed for that, especially with okay. So Judd Hirsch, he got the nomination in this category. Mm-hmm. It was just like, but he wasn't really in it for that much. Like it was, it, it was, it was, it was just like a. It, it's not even like kind of saying well, he's only in it for a few minutes, and then he gives like an amazing performance. It's just like well, no, it's kind of like he's. It, it, I feel like it's a pretty standard performance for what he would have for what he was given, and I can understand. Like I feel like Paul Dano. I feel like Paul Dano. You know should have been in that spot. Or even like Seth Rogen. Like, I, I, can, I can understand why Jared submitted to Seth Rogen's snub. Just because that was a very different performance for him to deliver. And just like how there was, you know, there, there actually was some subtlety in that performance. And, just, you know, it was interesting to watch him play that. Although I would say, he, I feel like he does a pretty good job like slipping into the role. But then once he laughs, you know, that's when you can, you're, you're like, oh, Seth Rogen, that's him. <gasps> No, no, for sure. It's like I think that it's also one of Jared's hot takes here, which I'm going to introduce because I've been keeping an eye on these for when they come up. He said also that he doesn't think the judge should have been nominated because it was only for two minutes, approximately. It was longer than that. It was it was a big it was it was a nice chunk of time that he was in there, and he was good. But I don't think that I I I didn't think it was long enough time spent with this character for like a big nomination thing like yeah. he was he was fun he was great he gave like exactly what i think it, the movie needed at that point uh but it, yeah it, it, it's not something i would say yeah award an oscar to this performance it was just it was just fun and nice and I don't know. I, I think that they may have passed up another performance in the same movie that that could have easily been nominated instead but yeah Aside from Judd Hirsch, I feel like I, I, I'm into the rest of the nominees here. Obviously, Q3 Kwan, who again is my pick oh. and prediction, just fantastic. But also, uh, even like Barry Keegan, Brian Tyree Henry, as I already faced, Brennan Gleason. I feel like they're all great here. And I feel like even like uh, Barry Keegan, I want to give some extra praise to him as well. Just for just kind of like the, the poignance he really brought to that character and, and Sharon. And it's just. And and I'm and, and I'm really glad to see like his career. Like he's really getting some like meaty work, and it's just, it, it's good to see that for him. I put him in there because I thought like I'd seen like him being nominated in a few other awards, so I was like, okay, I think this I think this may happen. But I personally wouldn't have maybe nominated. He was great. Obviously, he was great. It's just another one of those characters where it's like you're just he he's like kind of like the relief comic, a bit of a comic relief. And it wasn't like a lot of deepness to him, I think. But it was, it was. I'm still not upset that he was nominated. He's great, and he does deserve more, like critical praise because he he always gives a lot to his performances. He's kind of those actors that 
transforms himself with these performances where it's like, it's not at all what you would expect this guy to be like when you actually see him in interviews. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you are not this kind of like creep. It's like, he's really, really good at this. <laughs> Yeah, just even 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 in Eternals, which by the way, it's funny that both he and Brian Tyree Henry on it. But even in Eternals, he's like the, the, the creepy, unsettling one there, the one who can control people's minds, and the one who forms his own cult. It's like it seems appropriate. <laughs> I think that this is great. <laughs> it's perfect for you. <laughs> oh, so that's actor in a supporting role. Now we have actress in a leading role. Nominees. Kate Blanchett, Anna, oh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riceborough for True Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Double E Double A-O. This is where we get into the mess. The mess! <laughs> so... Click <laughs> 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 <Take> in prediction. <laughs> this is hurts! Because I had, this is the one that I had two... Two incorrect nomination uh, odds for because I I will talk about that in a bit. But my my pick, I'm still thinking that maybe the Oscars might give it to Kate, but I I'm hoping I'm rooting for Michelle. I really am for Michelle Yeoh. I really am rooting for her a lot. But I'm I'm just going based on like history, sort of what what this award show sort of likes, and I'm thinking that maybe, like sort of like the tortured artist kind of thing is what most mainly what they may go for with Kate's performance. And a lot of people have said that's like she's we all know she's amazing, but this is like a personal best, is what a lot of people have said about this performance. It's like oh, her best performance in years. It's like. For someone that has a very strong resume, I think that's a lot to say. So I think they may give it to her, but I, I still I'm really rooting for Michelle Yeoh because it was it was it was like her and Ki Hui Kwan were like the really like the emotional center of everything everywhere all at once, where it's like these these like these forces sort of like sort of like active not non-actively passively fighting against each other, the positive, the negative and her transformation throughout it was was just so so wonderful, and it that's what got to me the most. So it's like I'm hoping, really hoping. Yeah, I mean, my so yeah, so my personal pick is Michelle Yeoh, and then my prediction. Honestly, my my prediction is also Michelle Yeoh. I feel like hmm. my my prediction is heading in that direction because I feel like there's so much push behind. Uh, everything I've all at once, and I feel like there's enough of the popular support behind it that I feel like that could be motivation for the Oscar voters, for the Academy voters, to pay more attention to Michelle Yeoh's performance specifically as well as the rest of the movie. But I could also, I, I, I could also see, I, I feel like Kate Blanchett is also like right there in the second spot, you know. And I do think she was, I, I do think she was like, uh, she, she was splendid. And entire, so I want mm. you know I can I can vouch for that, uh, and then also uh, Jared, his pick is Michelle Williams, while his prediction mm. is Kate Blanchett, and I do want to say Michelle Williams was also was also really good and Fableman. It so is and it's it's strange that she hasn't won an Oscar by now. It's so weird. It's it's unfortunate timing. It's always unfortunate timing where it's like yeah. she's she's always 
amazing, but it's just like there's another performance in the same year always that people are like, ah, this one, this is the one. It's like this woman has tried for years, and I I don't mind watching for many years her many attempts because she's always going to be great. <laughs> but I think that it it was it was a kind of very very subtle performance that I think it does deserve to be nominated. It's just it it doesn't have the same sort of hype around it. And I think yeah. that ultimately that's why it may not get nominated, but it, it was still very, very strong. Yeah, it de- definitely. I mean, even just a classic scene, you know, listeners who've already seen the movie, you'll know what that is, you know, that, that was a, a genuinely good one. And and she and she's had plenty of other, nom- and she's had quite other nominations, you know, even for like Brokeback Mountain, Blue Valentine, My, we- My Week with Marilyn, and Manchester by the Sea, and now Disablement. So, first nomination. Oh... When would she when will she win that goodness? Then we have uh well we have Anita Armis for Blonde and Andrea Riceboro for Two Leslie. I won't say because I, I, I saw <laughs> Two Leslie just earlier today, specifically for the podcast, because I was like, you know what, I gotta check this out specifically for the show, so I can just offer opinions on it. And I can say that I do think Andrea Riceboro is very good in the movie. I do think, you know, she is it is, I feel like, another one of those performances where it's like, you know, yeah, you know, she's bringing the emotion to it, you know, and I, I can see why, the, I can see why there's an Oscar nomination being handed over to the performance. It is just sad, though, that whenever this movie gets brought up, whenever her, her performance gets brought up, whenever she gets brought up as an actor, there's always going to be the stain surrounding to Leslie and the quote-unquote grassroots campaign that was surrounding it. It's gonna be kind of like kind of like how King Richard is always gonna have that paint around it because mm. of the slap. It's that same sort of situation. Yeah, it's an it's unfortunate. I, I I wanted to see it in time. I didn't get the chance to see it in time, but I will before like the actual Oscars. Because what makes this more sad is that this is happening to someone that does not have like this big following. I feel like if it was a more well-known actor people wouldn't care because it's like well i'm sure that everyone saw the movie and i'm sure everyone can agree they're great they have connections obviously so no what it's it's the whole thing where it's like oh but when the uh, when when studios pitch their stuff to the oscars and they do their campaign that's not wrong but it's like that's just the system and everyone is used to things happening for very powerful people so when this more unknown actress gets something like this it's like oh what happens is corruption and it's like a lot it's big and it's sad for me because i do really like her i've seen some of her work and i did know her name and not a lot of people are like who is that i've never even heard of her it's like articles saying you probably never have heard of andrea riceborough i'm like yes i have because <laughs> I, I as, as a horror fan, I've seen some of her work in horror movies and in Black Mirror is where I first saw her in one of Black Mirror episodes. It's like, I, I've been looking out for stuff she's in and she's always great. So for me, it's sad to see like, yeah, I don't want this to ruin her career. I don't. It's, I'm sure she's, she's fantastic in the movie and I will see it, but it's. Yeah, I I don't want this to to be this the stain on her career and on the movie itself because it's this little movie, 
little movie with a big heart, as they all said. <laughs> it's like the quotes. Everyone quoted that exact phrase. And it's like, they did it so wrong, too. It's like, you didn't even try to be subtle. <laughs> it's bad. That, that's, that, that's the thing. It's like, you, you would think they would put a bit more effort into try into making it look real. Like, oh, you know, we're acting, it's just being genuine here, but it's just like, no, it's like, it's all part of the system. And... I don't know. Like I was, I, I, I guess I was like pissed off at the beginning, but then my opinion had my opinion has evolved as I'm, as I'm looking at the situation and realizing more of the facets, and it's kind of like, like you know, it's it's just like I I feel like the focus should be paid more of the attention should be paid to the system itself that allows this to happen. You know, the whole the whole system rather than just this one little situation itself. And it doesn't look good. Even like I don't know. I I don't really feel comfortable with even like SNL doing the whole skit about it. You know, <laughs> I just feel like that uh exacerbates the issue. You know? Yeah. And it's and again it's 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 a it's not a well known actress, not a well known movie as well. And it was that was what was like extremely suspicious about it from the very beginning where it's yeah, like it popped out it, of it, nowhere. If film fans in general haven't been raving about this movie, people that go out of their way to see small stuff, all these actors that have a lot of a lot of things to do, very busy lives, all of them saw this little movie, all of them. It's like, okay, no, yo, y'all, y'all didn't see this. Please stop. You you can't convince me. (laughs) Suspicion there. Just on Letterboxd, you can see, like, come on, like, not even, like, people that go out of their way to see this kind of stuff. Like, it, a, it was at a film festival, I think, and then it had, like, a very extremely limited screening in theaters, and it's like, no, you people were, were bought for this. It's no. like... <laughs> oh, it's bad, but... And then on top of that, we have Anadonis. Ah! An appropriate reaction to see. It's painful because again, it's like I, I, I love her. She's great. Uh, she's just made unfortunate choices last year in particular. It's like I had her two of her movies in my bottom like ranking of twenty twenty two, like at the very bottom. It, it's like the gray man. I forgot that she was in the gray man. Oh no. Oh yeah, so that that's three. So three for three. She had three bad movies. Like, I didn't watch the gray man, but I watched deep. I watched deep, deep water. water. That's or, right. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I watched that, and I watched uh, Blonde. So those were two at the very bottom of my ranking, and it's oh it's no, very sad. It's like no, why? No. <laughs> why are you making these choices? Because it's it's one of those where it's like I'm not mad like the performance she tried she really what? tried it was it was a good performance but the movie is is not good it's very damaging even it's like it yeah. i don't want this thing to get any sort of critical attention because it, no we, we shouldn't be be making stuff like this it's not, just, it's not just the movie itself. It's it's Andrew Dominic's misogynistic comments about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Uh, it was. But it's uh, like you 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 didn't, you didn't do you you didn't do this to to do anything really respectful. You wanted to make something scandalous. That was the point. And it's like 
the author of the book, it's like clearly, I think that that was just sort of something that she chose to do. But like when you choose to adapt something like this on purpose and change some things and do certain things with it, make it choosing to include some things in the movie or making it more scandalous, you want this to be this big exploitative thing. You want this to be NC-17. You want people to talk about that. And it's like, no, that, that that's a real woman that went through some serious struggles. Please don't make this big, this big disgusting spectacle out of her life. Like that's not okay. Yeah, uh, you you worded it well, there, Misty, and it's just like, oh, I can't believe I endured that. We all endured it. No. <laughs> and and it's obvious why. Like I I I love her. I love her. I love her performances. You know, I want. I want good things for her career, but and now she's gonna be starring in that Apple TV Plus movie with Chris Evans, Ghosted, mm. that terrible poster. <gasps> no, already, already is, is lowering my expectations. Even though like I'll watch it because you got Anna Armas and Chris Evans, so you're yeah. drawing me in with a damn star it's like with a gray man. Oh God! It's, both it's of which them also had Chris Evans and Anna Armas multiple times or it's like you like them in Knives Out I'm sure you'll like them in these bad movies like <laughs> and Knives why Out why are you doing this to us <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh that's leading role and now we have actress in a supporting role the nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever Hong Shao for The Whale Carrie Condon for Anna Sharon Jamie Lee Curtis for WAAO and Stephanie Hsu for WAAO. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. I think that the, the, this one was, this one was, I, I got all the nominations pretty much right. I guessed pretty good. So I'm very happy with all these nominations, I'd say. Well, really, one of them is like, mm, I'm not so sure. But, um, so I think... My, my 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 pick is Stephanie Sue. I think that she should get it. She was phenomenal in everything, everywhere, all at once. It's just this very layered performance of complete insanity, emotional vulnerability. Where it's like, I love, I loved her so 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 much. Even Jared, I, I'm not sure she's my pick. Jared, that's also his pick. Please, I would love for her to get to get this win. But if if that does not happen, I would also be happy with Carrie Condon getting it for Banshees. I think that it was it was also a very a uh, 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 quite a layered performance. Where it's just the kind of thing where it's like she's supportive. She she was frustrated, and yet it's like it's the kind of thing you can see the wheels turning in her head where she's trying to say something to not offend her brother or other people, and then she wants to speak, and it's like I love this though, <laughs> and that's like this 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 more like free thinking woman. And it's like I I it was great, and I would love for her to 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 win if 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 anything, if Stephanie does not take it, I would love for her to take it. I I had Jamie Lee in there just because I thought that that's what they might do, but I don't agree entirely since it's... I think the 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 more... The, the parts where they, oh, this, this, this here deserves to get Oscar nominated was very, very small in her performance. It was mostly kind of, yeah, like comic relief, this, this strange character that's like a foil. And I didn't really think Oscar nominated for that. I, but that's what they wanted to do. 
Interesting. I feel like I, I feel like I've been more on board for for Jamie Lee Curtis get a get, get a nomination. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was under a performance. I saw that she was able to bring. I I saw she was able to bring some emotional, you know, and, and some emotionally and strong facets to what performance. You know, but also I I would say between two of them between between Stephanie Sue and JLC, I will pick one but. I, 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 I'm just happy. I'm happy that the latter is able to get the nomination too. And then uh, prediction? Oh, Carrie, most likely. Oh. Or I think ultimately that they may end up giving it to, to Carrie, but I would love still for Stephanie to win for sure. And I think another one that I, I have some some feelings on maybe like, like Angela, like a- a- Angela was, again, great, but it's yeah. just it's I think I've been saying it it's I think it's a little disrespectful that this is the first like thing like I think apparently your first Oscar nomination and it's like this is or her first win it would be her first Oscar win if she wins for this and it's like I don't like that this woman is amazing and she has been talented for years and years and I do not want her first win to be for a Marvel movie I'm sorry <laughs> it's like I it it feels very cheap to say you had to be in a marvel movie this big big fan thing in order to to get an oscar win when it's like no she's deserved it for so long and it's it's it would be one of those like pity things where it's like well we have the opportunity we'll give it to you but it's like no i don't want that (laughs) i mean so so uh, yeah, so okay, so here's the thing. So so Jared and I are both in agreement, not only for the pick for Stephanie Chu, but also for our predictions, because our both our mm. both our predictions are Angela Bassett. Jared mm. and I. And okay, here's the thing. I will say for Angela Bassett, I did I did actually love her in Wakanda Forever. Before I saw the movie, I was like skeptical. I was like, wait, why are you taking the uh, why are you taking this performance and nominate? Afterwards, though, I was like, okay, she, I did actually love her in that. Like, there was some, like, even though it is a smaller role for her, where she's not in the movie as much as I would have liked, it's, it, she, still, she, she did still have some really good scenes. Like, there was even, like, a, I even, I even said this on the podcast that I did on Wakanda kind of Forever, there was, like, a, there was, like, even, like, the, that UN meeting scene that she's in, mm. where she's giving this whole monologue. And I'm just like, ooh, that was, that, that was chilling to watch. I love that. And I was just like, I feel like if there was any Oscar, if there was any like Oscar moment in a movie, I feel like maybe that's like a, the, the closest you have to an Oscar moment. And mm-hmm. so again, like you know, I just love her in performance, and like you know, I'm not against the nomination. I'm just like, hey, you know, it's a, you know, I, I love her in it, you know, so you know, I'm actually okay with the nomination. But it is also just conflicting because I'm just like, you know, it's like a, it, I love the, the performance, but it's just like it's kind of like weird with the other nominations, and I'm also like, but they're also like. I, what what is to say for like the whole range of MCU performances? Because you could also say, well, then maybe you could say that you know Wenwu was you know Wenwu was also great. Like you know Tony uh, Tony Leung was also great as Wenwu, or like you know I guess I would say Elizabeth Olsen, but she but she did actually get the Emmy nomination and what is it for Wonder Vision, you know? So it does yeah. it does open up that whole conversation, and I'm like. You know, but, but you know, why just performance specifically? And I'm saying, and I'm guessing it's because you know, Angela Bassett. You know, I feel like it's like oh, because of an actor, I feel clout. I guess as you were saying, maybe like, oh, the Academy is looking at the MCU as a way to offer her this 
for the nomination and maybe to win. Who knows? That'll be very interesting to see if he actually gets a win because I mean, that he already won for Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Awards. So it's like, interesting. Okay. I mean, it is also just kind of confusing to me where it's like, they clearly went out of their way uh, to, to give like this, this recognition to this role. Uh, that was not from a more like traditionally Oscar sort of movie. They they really like they said, yeah, we're gonna pick this. And, and yet movie. I feel like there were other strong performances from black women in the year that they completely snubbed that we all we all thought would get in. And it's yeah, like I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen but the, the Woman King. I feel like I, I feel like so many people are like, oh, just a snub. And I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. Or even like or tells. Also, I watch this, but also could. <laughs> people like that was snub too yeah it's like i have not seen the woman king yet but i i definitely will know it was it was i I heard a lot of buzz for viola davis but mainly for like the supporting cast it was like these people are like everything in this and yet till i i did see and it was one where it's like oh yeah this 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 has to this has to i feel like this is what they're looking for all the time it's very like there's this very strong emotional performance about this very important event situation this woman's uh legacy fighting for uh for all for all these grand causes because of what happened to her son and it's like i thought that that would be something very important that they would want to highlight especially with all the changes that they want to make like, ah okay <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's like I'm, I'm very and in that case like yeah i'm very happy that angela did get a nomination because um unfortunately two other black performers were overlooked um, but it's yeah, that's why it'll also feel very, very sad and not too authentic. I feel like if she does get the win, it's just my. <sighs> and now we have animated feature film nomination. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel Duchamp's Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Fifteen prediction. Oh, I'm very happy about this category. So. I only had one wrong. Uh, I had Wendell and Wilde in the nominations, and the CBs got in instead. But all the other ones, I'm very, very, very thrilled about. So personal, I think the one that may win the prediction is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I think that that's just very strong. I think that it has a lot going for it, and it's so, so, so much support behind it. But... I think that may be my personal one. I think that what ultimately may take it. And if I had to pick like a like like a runner up, maybe Marcel. I think Marcel also has a lot of strong traction to it. But Puss in Boots has had this big, big <laughs> recent reception where it's like I I I it might we might see it happen, and I would be very happy. But I think that Pinocchio would ultimately be like the one that's gonna take it. Yeah, that you know, I still have to see Last Wish, and I'm just like, it is fascinating mm. to watch all the reception around it, and I, it. I, I will, I will, but it, it is just fascinating to see all the reception around it and be like, wow, like, could this, could this end up winning? I don't know, but because because my personal, uh, my personal pick is, I, I feel like at this moment my personal pick is Pinocchio, and then my prediction is also Pinocchio. Before Pinocchio came out. I would have been rooting for Turning Red, but then Pinocchio came out, and I was like, oh, damn! Oh, damn! Yeah. Like, this, this is actually, like, really... This is 
really, really good. Obviously, so much better than Robert Zemeckis's Pinocchio on Disney Plus. Reading his Pinocchio oh. is just splendid. It's so it's so emotionally compelling. You know, it's hard wrenching. It's the themes of mortality and just appreciating your life and and to stop motion animation also. Gorgeous, you know, I'm and also I'm you know a sucker for stop motion animation, so I'm more inclined towards that. But really great to see that come out on Netflix and I do wanna rewatch it for the Oscars. So that is you know, that is both my pick and predictions, Nokia. Although I will say I I'll be interested to see what happens once I watch Puss and Boot because I feel like I, I I'm interested to see how how my opinions will change. From the way I've been hearing things right now, I feel like if Pinocchio hadn't come out this year, I feel like Prison Boot would definitely be the front runner. From, just, yeah. just, just, just from collecting the opinions, even even Jared, his pick is actually Prison Boot, and then his prediction is Pinocchio. That's uh, would be I'd be very happy with that. It's like my thing is like I Mar- Marcel Vichel is very very strong. It's like I, I think oh, yeah. almost everyone I've I've personally talked to really like that movie, but I think that they wait they will not give it to that because of the semi controversy about the fact that it's not fully animated and if they do give that the award people will be mad and it's like it does count it does it absolutely does uh, but I think, I think it counts too. people are mad about the nomination so i don't think that they'll give it to that movie so i think it has to go to pinocchio by default pretty much uh but it it, it would actually be very i think a bit progressive because i think for as long as I can remember any time of film that is not necessarily for kids, like made entirely for kids, that that normally doesn't win. And at any time when it's like Disney or Pixar, or sometimes even DreamWorks is in the same running, it's like it goes to the family-friendly movie. And that's why it's it set this sort of standard that, oh, the animated one, that that's the that's the kids category. That's that's like that's the standard that it's been set for so long. And I think that if Pinocchio wins, it shows that like these movies are not just made for kids. Anyone can enjoy them. They can have these more mature themes in there and they can also get awarded and recognized and it, they won't just give it to whatever they think the kids liked. It's like that. It would show that these people watched the movie. They liked it and they understand that it did deserve to win. It won't just be, Give it to the shiny thing, you know, like that's what it's felt like. Yeah, I feel like the shiny thing thing. I feel like both Disney and Pixar was just like you know, and I will say yeah. you know both Disney and Pixar they come out some with some incredible movies. You know, obviously Pixar came out with Turning Red, and again Turning Red, I was really rooting for that. Then Pinocchio came out, and I really think it's interesting how for this category, how neither Disney nor Pixar are or at least what I consider to be the, the front runners here. It's either it's Pinocchio, mm. which came out from Netflix, Marcel, or Prison Boots. And then Prison yes. Boots came out from DreamWorks. And I, would, I, I will say, if, if, if Prison Boots did end up winning, that would be a, such a huge win for DreamWorks. And I would say, DreamWorks has come out with some, uh, you know, mediocre or terrible movies. But I feel like DreamWorks, <laughs> DreamWorks is also a studio that I feel like gets, gets underrated as a studio. It does come out with some truly, like, fantastic work that can measure up to like Pixar level work, whether it's stuff like Hungry Panda or How to Train Your Dragon or Megamind or yes. you know now we have like you know Twisted Boots which people are loving. And I will say I didn't I did not love the first Twisted Boots. I feel like that is part of like the mediocre category of DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. 
But so it's really interesting to be like, oh, apparently people really love sequels. And even like food, I also think people should give more love to, to the food as well, both the first movie and the second movie. And it's really also interesting how the director of Prison Food, Last Wish, also directed the food sequel. And I, I thought the food sequel was really good. There, there are times when I'm like, I feel like the food sequel is almost better than the first movie. So it's interesting that the director handled both of those movies and they're like both really good, apparently. It's 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 special for me. Like I I've always been a Disney baby. Like I have like I've watched so 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 many Disney movies growing up. Like I, I, I love I love I love the stuff that they've done, but for me like like you know this, you know this, this is part of the lore of the surfer. <laughs> My favorite movies are tied between Shrek one and two. Like DreamWorks is Shrek. very special. I forgot to call to it me. out, Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. I forgot to call that out. Shrek and an author of the company <laughs> there as well. First winner, I think, or what I think, yeah, first winner of best animated feature, I think it was it was Shrek, or yep. they created yep. it. Because they, it was around the time because they nominated Beauty and the Beast for like best picture and all that, and then yeah. it was like the first winner of animated was was Shrek, and it's like, well, it's because they this is a studio that completely upended the system, and they are responsible for some really really great stuff. It's it's been very sad <laughs> being a DreamWorks fan over the years, just seeing some of the stuff they've done where it's like, you have such greatness in you. I know this. I I love love your your strong powerful stuff and like a, a lot a lot of great stuff that they've done and it's like i'm just so happy it made me so happy sitting in that theater and being so excited by puss in boots or just like if, if it does if it may win i would be very happy yeah. because it it filled me with this joy of like yay this is what i've been waiting for for so long because i feel like um how to train your dragon three was good for sure it was a good like end of a trilogy but like i think that since the second movie is last time i was like really really excited by a dreamworks movie so it's like it's been a while and that got snubbed i think that did not win for for animated i'm still upset about that so it, it would be great for dreamworks to get this this big big this big attention it's like yay we're on the right track again stay there <laughs> yeah oh. So that's animation, and now we have cinematography. The nominees are uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, James Friend, Bottle, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Darius Ponji, Elvis, Mandy Walker, Empire of Light, Roger Deakins, and Tar, Florian Hoffmeister. Mm -hmm. So, pick in predictions. Yeah, so I think that I have All Quiet. On the Western Front, I have not, I have not seen that or Bardo, but it feels like I've seen like definitely seen like some clips and stuff, and it just seems like this big, big movie with like this giant scope where it's like I just, I have a feeling that this is what's gonna take it. They love their war movies when they're like in when they're in the running. They love their war movies a lot, so it's like think this anti-war movie, but still it's about war. So it's it. I think that they're going to take any opportunity to give anything to this movie. It's going to win as much as it can against like the stronger competitors. I think that's what may end up winning. That's like my prediction. And I think, I, I think also my, my, my desired pick because the other ones are very good, but I, I don't really see, I'm not excited particularly about the cinematography for a lot of these, except for empire of light, which was great looking 
it looked good. It could. But yeah, it looked good. <laughs> it looked fantastic. I saw but... recently. Saw recently, and I was like, you know, it looks, it looks, it looks gorgeous, you know. And I like, and I really love, you know, the the Resident Ross score. And oh, I like yeah. Olivia Coleman and Michael Wood and and Toby Jones and Con, you know, and Coninsworth. But the the script itself, I was like, ooh, this is not the not not the best script, is it? I'm thinking now that it would have been better as like a mini series of like people sort of like going about their lives around this like movie theater. I think that would have been interesting considering the movie was very much not about that. Like it tried, it tried to like ham fist some things about like cinema and movies in there, but it's like, it didn't feel natural to then try to weave in racism and white supremacy in 1980s England. Yeah. It didn't really work with like the overarching thing. It all came back to to her struggle and her mental illness and all that. And it's like that was that was great. That, yeah, I loved that performance. It was bringing that in too. It's like it's too many elements. You know, it's just kind of yeah. it's feeling sloppy here. Too much going on at once, and it's not really all weaving into one cohesive narrative, which it was kind of frustrating. That's why I feel like a miniseries, maybe like a, like a short, very very short thing, would have maybe worked for that, so that each character or each sort of plot thing could get its 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 main focus and it would have pretty pretty much been strong but as it is it looks beautiful and i can maybe see them giving it to that maybe i don't think so but they love roger deakins so it's like that could maybe but i think you know you know he's 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 got some great work and you know so like you know that's why it's so gorgeous but again the movie itself you know which could have been better I had Top Gun Maverick in my nomination predictions, and I'm surprised it didn't get in. But yeah, that, that is surprising actually. But Maverick <laughs> does have the nominations, though. Does have the nominations, yeah, which we will be coming up to. But for for Jared, his pick for cinematography is all quite on the Western front, which mm. I think personally that's my pick as well. For for his predictions, that's hard. Honestly, I feel like. I feel like the prediction, my prediction is kind of like leaning towards Elvis, honestly. My pick is, my pick is, hmm. and my prediction is for Elvis. Oh? Well, because I feel like the cinematography in Elvis is kind of like, I feel like it could be flashy enough for, for the Oscars to be into, for the Oscar voters mm. to be into. And yeah. I, I feel like it, it's like not just cinematography, it's, it's the editing as well. It's the editing. Oh. So... That was also just wild to watch. It's basically, it's basically what if, the, what if the editing for decision to leave, but just a little more wilder and and oh. and, and exaggerated, you know, just makes this little. I can see that. A little showier, you know. Let's just be a little more, uh, a little more arrogant about this. You know, you're reminding me. You're reminding me about the fact that decision to leave was not nominated for best film no. editing and how that is a crime because I, well, well, I feel like okay I, I feel like decision decision to leave the, edit, the editing is in, in that I feel like it's genuinely good the editing in Elvis isn't necessarily good it's just more fun if you're able to sure, write yeah. it and you don't find it to be nauseating <laughs> I think like yeah it's strong I just can't say like oh the cinematography in particular like um was really really like the memorable part it was a lot of it had to do with like the editing. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess I did the editing. So like, okay, so, so you know what? Uh, I'll 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 change it over actually to talk for cinematography. So 
tire for cinematography. Which, you know, I, I, I was into the cinematography as well, but I would say I don't know if it's necessarily something that I'm, like, fully invested in. I'm just like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's good cinematography, but I'm just like, again, you know, I feel like, I feel like even Empire of Light, the cinematography was, like, something I was personally more invested in between Tire and Empire of Light. Which, you know, interesting, interesting. But, yeah. But on Quite a Western Spender, that, that was really good. Like, I really did love cinematography for that and how that was immersing you in the more landscape. In general, a very depressing movie. I think that's a lock. I don't think anything else could take it, personally. Yeah. <gasps> and then costume design. You've got the nominees for uh, Babylon. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Albus, WAAO, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> and I feel like, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like things like everything I've all at once, you know, I'm glad to see that here. Or even like Wakanda Forever, also glad to see, you know, Ruth Carter, she, you know, who did costume design for that, you know, glad to see the nomination there. But what's your pick and prediction? I'm just it's just so funny to see Mrs. Harris goes to Paris there it's like I'm sure it's lovely it's just funny to see that there <laughs> a friend, you know, a friend of mine actually did really love the, the, the movie particularly costume design mm-hmm. so he, he was like yes it deserves the Oscar nomination and I will and I will it, be watching it sometime it's it's great it's like it's funny but it's 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 really nice to see that even for movies that didn't get like a lot of praise in other categories that there's still a chance that if they do something very strong you could still get an oscar nomination and that's cool yeah so uh that 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 is honestly very nice for my prediction i think that they may ultimately give it to wakanda forever just because i think that whenever marvel has like a big very particularly grand sort of style and with the costumes and everything they like to they like to nominate i think the first black panther was also nominated for costume design because it it's certainly very strong it's compelling yeah it was the most costumey out of all of these i'd say so i think that that's finally why i think they take it because it was very they had to be very creative because it a lot a lot of it is is yeah all of this is really costumes very rarely do you see people wearing like yeah, like normal clothing, which I feel like in a lot of these is the case where it's like a lot of these is is mainly like sort of maybe Babylon, like setting the, the Babylon and Elvis sort of setting the, the time era, but it's still not that hard to replicate uh, eras of fashion and that style of clothing and all that. It's not as hard to do compared to something completely new and inventive, which I think is the challenge that they have to do with these. They have to. They have like references in the comics, but they ultimately end up doing a lot of inventive and new things with the costumes in the MCU. So I think that they're going to recognize that and give it to that. That's why I think it's the most costumey movie because it's like, yeah, they, they had to do a lot for this. Um, and then I would love for everything, everywhere, all at once to take it though, because Joe Butapaki's outfits were fire. But yes. I don't see them recognizing that and that's sad because i think I mean, that, it, they deserve love not even, not even just her costume design but also all the outfits that evelyn wears like all the different versions oh, yeah. it, it, you know even yes. just like that you know i love it, the dress she wears when she's a celebrity party oh, and gorgeous just I, I really love that and but then even again joe butapaki you know just <laughs> even 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 that that fight scene when she's fighting the guards you know, just that whole scene alone, just like just the costumes that it shows off. 
It's so good. And it all looks so good on her too, where it's like, I yes, you need you need recognition for this for sure. But I I I really don't think that they're gonna like uh honor recognize that part of the movie. It's sad. I, I don't think that they will. I would love for them to though, but I think they may ultimately give it to to Wakanda Forever. And another one of Jared's hot takes is that he doesn't think that Elvis should win costume design or makeup or hairstyling, which will we'll, we'll come into more play later, but he doesn't think because it's a replication of a look that already exists. And those categories should be more about celebrating total creativity. Very much. That's what I that's what I think that they're gonna ultimately nominate, right? Because yeah. it's not it's not that hard to replicate a look that has already been established, something iconic. Like you have to make it look very good but it's not as difficult of a task and it was good it was very good in elvis yes but it's it's not like you're blowing my mind here you know (laughs) yeah i can get that and and for both my pick and uh jared we both picked wwo and then his prediction is elvis my prediction is wakanda forever yeah no shade to wakanda forever though because as we've been saying you know that was really good but you know Personal picture for me, at least, is everything I bought at once. And then, well, then it is. I can maybe see Elvis though, because you think of these Academy voters, and you think that that may be what they're into. Maybe they feel like they were transported back to an Elvis concert when they saw those costumes and all the stuff, and maybe they love that. that. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, sure, (laughs) is it maybe? But I'm hoping that they give an award to originality. Yeah. (laughs) And then for directing. We've got the nominees, we've got uh, Banshees, Martin McDonough for Banshees, Daniels for Everything I've All At Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostland for A Triangle of Sadness. Hello, Ruben Ostland. You have joined us. <laughs> There's the surprise pick. I think the Triangle of Sadness in general was just the surprise entry for this whole thing. I didn't consider it at all. For yeah, nominations, I was, I was surprised. Yeah, but then I, I saw I did see it recently, and I'm oh, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed this. You know, I can see I, I can see the, the nominations coming in, even though Jared was not not quite happy about Triangle ah. of Sadness, and and as you know, it would have been great to have him beyond here today to give <laughs> to nominate to give the hot takes, the fiery takes. We would have been fighting so much because I, I right now I would have gone off. And during the best picture thing, we would have gone off because I really did like Triangle of Sadness and I, I didn't expect it to get nominated, but I'm, I'm actually kind of happy. It's like, hey, hey, hell yeah, that's great. Yeah. I don't think he might win. My actual prediction would be Steven Spielberg. Uh, would I would think personal pick would be the Daniels. I think that they would be such such a great win, but prediction I think would be Steven Spielberg. I think because they very much overlooked a lot of aspects about some of his more recent work and i think any opportunity that he can get in there for best director i think they're they're gonna keep an eye on him to maybe give him a win yeah. <laughs> i i don't understand it fully yeah, even for me i've got the same here pick as daniel Woods for wwao prediction steven spielberg and even uh, jared his pick is well actually his pick is daniel slash spielberg and then prediction is spielberg a <laughs> cheater cop out <laughs> that's not that's not fair you pick one 
Confront me to my face. You're not here. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, but no, no, we, we can't have him here today to watch these two breathe fire at each other. Dad! <laughs> yeah, Daniel, though, I, I really I really want to see Spasarian Man. That's on my watch list, especially now that I've got, yeah. I, and now that, now that my friend Katie is sharing their HBO Max account with me, I can hop on that and watch Spasarian mm-hmm. Man sometime because it's streaming on there, so I can do that. I need to watch it because I think that they had like a big, big task with everything everywhere all at once. It's just that kind of movie that's like, how do you make something like this? It's like you did it, you came up with it, and you you made it come to life and it looked fantastic. It's like honestly, yeah, y'all, y'all deserve <laughs> so much credit for for making this a thing, for, yeah. for just really committing to this vision. And it and it, it became something that as crazy as it was so many people really loved and it's because it was it was a very very good direction that they took with this for a lot of aspects of it so it would be great for sure i just think that like in the more traditional like sort of oscar sense they may they may they may end up giving it to spielberg which i, I wouldn't be mad about because fablements was also fantastic i, oh, yeah. I loved it I, I yeah i i loved it yeah i loved it i wasn't expecting it to love it as much as i did but it is genuinely very good there was a point where i was like wait should i put this on my top 10 of 2022 you know i was i thinking, did thinking that a bit, yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's it, it definitely worth it definitely worth it uh, and then we also have documentary feature film and documentary short film. Unfortunately, I haven't, like, the only one I've seen in both of these categories is documentary feature film, Fire of Love, mm. which is on Disney Plus, I will say, you know. So, and it is, uh, and I did, and I did love it. But unfortunately, I haven't seen any of the other nominees here. And I need or, to watch those, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so for you. And then also, Navani. I know I know Navani is also on HBO Max, so I will get to that sometime. It's also on my watch list, but mm. I'll see, yeah. Cool, yeah, I definitely need to watch. Uh, definitely, I mean, I have my eye on uh, Fire of Love, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, and Navani, and then the yes. other ones, for sure, whenever I can get to them. Yeah, yeah I, I, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, yes. And then there's, there's also All Dried Breeze and The House Made of Splinters, documentary, documentary feature film. And the documentary short film, it's The Elephant Whisperers, Call Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martin Mitchell Effect, and Stranger to Gates. Hopefully I can get all, get all of those for the Oscars. And then we have film editing. The nominees are Fantasy <laughs> of Inner Elvis, Everything Ever All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> just I think I don't want Elvis to win this. I think I, that I, was I think, him. I think it might. I think it might. Even uh, <laughs> even, even Jared, even Jared's his Jared's oh, his pick it. and prediction is Elvis. But for pick, he did say Elvis, not a tie though. The fucking bitch! I hate him so much. I will. <laughs> I, I I will go off. No, but I just think that it, it's another kind of Bohemian Rhapsody thing where it kind of sets the precedent of best film editing is best, like, completely insane, just sort of complete, just whack your film <laughs> into existence, cut it to pieces. Uh, it was it was very, very interesting and stylized editing. Yes, it, it looked very good. In terms it's of, just... like, decision to leave, like, decision to leave, I feel like it's, it's genuinely good editing, you know? Ugh. Like, there was some, like, like, wow, like, you really, like, were creative with some of these editing choices. Like, even, like, 
you know, get shot with the to, to binoculars, you know, like oh. in the in the first act, and it's just like, oh, that was a really good shot editing choice, or like other choices like that. And it's just like, how did that get snubbed? But then Elvis got in, and it's just like, like you know, again, I have fun with the editing in Elvis, and I and I can see it winning. But I again, decision to leave is the genuinely good version of that editing direction. <laughs> And it didn't it didn't distract you, which I feel like with Elvis, unfortunately, like that was the big thing. Like they made it so in your face. Yeah. And it's like decision to leave. It was very creative and inventive, but smooth. And it just kind of you kind of like, whoa, but it didn't distract from the movie. It was still very much a strong film. And I think that Elvis, if you take that away from it, then it it's not that much left, I feel like. It that's that's like the identity. The yeah. apart from the flashy costumes and a lot of things, that was like the big identity to this movie, which is the editing. It, 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 yeah. the editing, the editing that got some laughs out of me. And I don't know if that's <laughs> good, a good thing. Why well, was laughing sometimes? It's just how wild it was. I was also laughing at an early at an early moment in the movie where you see this Christmas card with Tom Hanks's face on that snowman. It's so good. What the hell am I watching? It is. And I think that that's the thing. It's just kind of like, it's just having fun. It's trying to be inventive. I just don't think that it, it uses the editing in a, in a way to sort of like advance the story or anything in particular to like the film. It's just sort of there. <laughs> which is it looks it looks great but again it's like I, i'm actually very disappointed that babylon wasn't nominated because i was really hoping for that i thought it would yeah. because that movie uses editing in a way to really make you feel in the moment a lot of things are happening at once in this in some scenes and, and, and it, that's communicated very well through the editing where it's like these all these different characters are sort of doing things at the same time and you have to go between all these stories and it feels frenetic and fast paced. That's like, that's the point. It's trying to make you feel stressed. And not, it's like, it's, so up. it's like that, that is good. That's a case where you can say, yeah, yeah. Chop it to bits. Really make, make, make this feel like it, a million things are going on, but it's like, that's the point. And I think that throughout the whole movie, they did a really good job with, with make, make, really making you feel like this. Oh my God. So, so I'm feeling like these people right now, what the hell is going on? Everything, everything is happening. I wasn't laughing at the editing and Babylon. No. And that's not anything. No, it was, it was, it was very, very effective in this in communicating the chaos that was going on around that time to make movies. So it's like it was, it was really, really good. And I'm sad that it didn't get nominated because I think that's the case where editing sort of gives it, it makes the movie stronger because. Yeah. It really allows the audience not just to observe this, but even to, to feel what what it's trying to get across. So it's like that that I think should be credited, but okay. Oh wow. You can give it to something flashy, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, even like my prediction is my prediction is Elvis, but my personal pick is everything I've all at once because I think yeah. I love everything in that. It's like Ugh. That is also like again, it's also kind of like phonetic. It's like and it's like oh and it's like Tony went and it's wild here. But again, I'm not laughing at editing like I was with Elvis at times. You know, it is just immersive, like this insane for Babylon. 
that's another one where it's like it it's very very good at, at really making you feel what what everyone's going through it's like yeah this that what whatever she's feeling in her brain or experiencing as she's going through this this uh this thing where she's like leaping through these universes and everything she's jumping it's like oh yeah i can i can imagine how crazy that is because look at all of this and it's very it's it's very fast but it's still very smooth where it's like yeah how the hell did you guys do this how long did it take you this is <laughs> to make it look this good it's not just that small team too a small team like yeah. that it's like that is amazing like it. it's, it's 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 insane and it's like i really hope that that would that would be my personal pick like i really really hope that it wins i do it's just i i i can see yeah. the reality where elvis wins that <laughs> i can't and even and, and visual effects and i'm just kind of jumping ahead here but visual effects but everything i've wanted once i feel like that should have been nominated as well but it wasn't even sure this did and again small team working on that for the visual effects <sighs> oh well uh, it's getting stopped <gasps> yeah and, and then we have international feature film which the nominees are all quiet on the western front argentina 1985 close EO and Quiet Gold. Now, the only one I've seen here is All Quiet on the Western Front, obviously. And I've seen that 1985. I know that is that is on the is on Prime Video, so I feel like I should have gotten up to that by now. But I will, you know, try to get to the movies. But I guess I and you wait. Wait, so you haven't seen All Quiet, right? That's right. You haven't seen All Quiet, so. I have not, uh, but I feel like with the international movies, I'm very happy because all of these were ones I already had my eye on. It wasn't like, it feels like I have to really go out of my way to sort of see something that I wasn't, that wasn't on my radar for like, because I feel like with the international, with like um, other years with international movies or with like the documentaries or short films, that's not stuff I normally seek out a lot. So it's like if, for other years where it's like films from countries that maybe I'm not really that familiar with their filmography for the stuff that they put out. It's like, it feels like I have to go out of my way to search for that stuff. But I feel like this year I, I already pretty much heard a lot about these movies before they were nominated. So it's like, yeah, it definitely had my eye on them and I will be watching them for sure. So it, I think it's a really strong year for that because a lot, a lot of, all of these are pretty pretty interesting i think really all quiet is the one that would stretch my comfort zone because i'm not a war movie person i'm not yeah, that's like the one where it's that. like i don't want to but i guess i have to watch it it's very <laughs> bleak it's very bleak yeah. you're not gonna feel happy afterwards i mean which you shouldn't i feel like it's in the same range as something like dunkirk like or, or it's great from fireflies where it's like you're not leaving here feeling happy about war you know it's like yeah it's just it is sad. It's like you're just, you're just trying to survive. There's no valor to be found here. It's just people murdering each other in water. I'm not used to signing up for that kind of experience where I'm just going to feel bad about death. It's like, I like, if I'm going to feel bad about a movie, I want it to be more nuanced about like emotions, like getting into some of my issues, tapping into some things that are like, oh my God, that's awful. But like, it's just, you, you know, it's with war movies, it's, it, it's a lot of just oh families losing these people which is very sad of course it's just it's just always the same stuff so it's yeah. like for me it's like i'm just, just gonna watch a movie about the horrors of war and how terrible it is that these people gave their life for their country and all that so it's it's very strong stuff not 
diminishing that in the slightest. I'm not saying that's not important. Just that that's not normally what I like to watch movies about because yeah. it, it makes you feel terrible. Exactly what it's set out to do. It makes you feel awful. And it's not, yeah, it's not normally what I like, what I yeah. enjoy. That's why I always have to prepare myself. Like I have a list of one of one movies to watch, and I'm just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta prepare myself for these movies. Like you know, come and see, and you know, stuff like that. Because I'm, I've never been somebody that thinks that that's that. I've never been somebody that's on the side of oh, you. This is such a noble thing that you're doing, and that no. if you die for your country, this is this is an honor. It's like, I've never been on that side. So it's like, I know, but it's, it's terrible. I've always known that all that yeah. happens is terrible, so I don't need these movies to tell me that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's just, it's so sad. Yeah. And, and then Roger, his pick and prediction is both on Quiet on the Western Front, and I guess for me, as I'll just say for both as well, even though, you know, it's the only one I've seen here, but again, I'll get, get the other one sometime. And... I think that if RRR had been submitted uh, instead, I think that would be like the front runner. Yes. But well, that's I, not the Academy's I, fault. I, that is India that did not submit it. Why, did, why, why did you fail to submit that? That would have been such a huge win. They fell bait to the Oscars, like reputation. I'm sure of it. Like they, they had an idea that. They would only award something very prestigious or serious, and they maybe genuinely didn't think that RRR would get nominated because it was so silly and so wild and loud. And, but it's so wonderful. And, and, exactly, and it's like I think that not to not to getting nominated for original song yeah. yes. must have been very bad for them because they would have been like, oh, they have seen our movie. Oh shoot, maybe we should have submitted it. <laughs> like. It's, it's not only that, but I also I, I'm also am glad to see how it, it, it seems like uh-huh is seeming to open the doors for other cinema, for like other like Bollywood and Tollywood cinema to come in and America specifically. There's even a podcast I was listening to where one of the hosts even pointed that out. Like he was he, like he's he's been watching more of of such like of like Bollywood and Tollywood movies recently. Because like ah uh, uh, was like opening up his taste and like oh like I can go watch other other movies like this they're all like action packed and like all of these like big movies and opening up the doorways to explosive action cinema that's not American and just watch how they, how you know they do have their own distinctive flair that you know, suffered from American cinema and so it, it is just, just nice I feel like ah uh, uh, was like definitely paving the way for that, for, you know, such cinema, for such similar movies to come to America and get their own phrase, their own accolades. You're actually seeing this already, because there's a movie right now that's called Pathan, or Pathan, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but it is, normally this kind of movie would only be shown at my AMC. They, they get a lot of, like, Bollywood, Tollywood movies. Like, I see them in there all the time in my app. Like they we get them, people just don't watch them, right? Only like the people that that were from that market that are from those countries that they they love that kind of cinema. That's their cinema. They go to watch that, but my American audience is normally that's like, no, like why would I go see that? But I think this movie is actually getting shown at the Alamo Draft House right now, so I think that that's a good sign that it's definitely sort of trying to expand it. I think it's doing some good box office numbers, so I think we're already seeing that effect of these movies sort of being open now but it's another like uh hindi movie where it's like yeah i think we're, we're getting that 
it's, it's, it's expanding a lot more and people are paying attention to this and hopefully it continues. It's not just a one-off thing. Hopefully not, like, you know, it's not just off the word of mouth. Which again, that was just word of mouth. That's why it spread. It wasn't like any particular like promotion from the studio or from Netflix. It was just word of mouth, people going crazy over the movie, spreading it on social media. And then that's how I, like, no, that's how I heard about it. And then I saw it back in July. And I was just like, holy crap, this is amazing. One of my top 10 movies. I've, I've heard that the people that are, like, from there that are, like, very much familiar with that kind of cinema are, like, this is what you guys are, like, on about. Like, this is normal for us. Like, we 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 make a lot of movies that are very similar to this, especially because I'm familiar with, like, you know, you know, Hollywood likes to imitate sort of like Bollywood dance sequences or yeah. sort of styles in some of their movies. So it's like we already know that they're very flashy, that they're very the, the like the choreography and the costumes and all that. That's very important and very bright to them. So it's like we're not exactly unfamiliar, but these movies are different from ours. Yeah. But it's like suddenly now it's like, oh, this is this is everything. It's like this is normal. For them. And to them, it's like, oh, we have better movies than this, you know? Like, apparently, okay. novel for them to see, like, to see someone grab a brazier and leap into the air and then punch it into a tiger's face. Apparently, that's just a normal thing. And I mean, I've heard, I've heard that some crazy stuff happens in some other movies. It's like, that's what I've heard from like reviewers that may be a little bit more familiar with that, where it's like, I'm sure that they're thinking, like, yeah, we've got better than this. So it's like, yeah, it's a shame that that this kind of cinema has not become more popular stateside before because it's it's not just like this one little movie that's doing this big thing. It's like, no, they love these kinds of spectacles over there for sure. Yeah. So it's like, hope we get to see more of these distributed more, yes. more around the country. <laughs> so that's International Feature Film. And now we have Makeup and Hairstyling. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and a whale. Okay. I, which, which Jared, the whale. Jared's pick is a Batman, mm. and his prediction is Elvis. He says, Drake! Mm. I'm sure he is the Batman. I'm sure he does. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I love the Batman. I love, 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 love the Batman, but. I don't exactly think that the makeup and hairstyling specifically, apart from the apart from Penguin, apart, apart from, Penguin. from Penguin, that was phenomenal. But apart from that, I feel like it's not like the strongest thing I tend to think about for that movie. Yeah. For that alone, yes. But for Penguin, yes. It, but yeah, like other was, aspects. For other aspects, I will say, like I personally feel more towards you know the script, you know the direction, the the score. The score got. So damn snug, by the way, and uh, uh, the, you know the move, the cinematography, you even know, costumes. Yeah, it's like yeah, I think that could have been in there too. I just think that apart from that big thing is like, because <laughs> I mean, even it's it gets to the point where where even Jack was like, what makeup, what hairstyling, and we were like, the penguin do? Did you forget? It's like it's to the point where people just think what for what because it's just one big aspect of it. Yeah. He's there. He's yeah. in a, bit, a fair bit of the movie, but that's really the only thing you can think of that justifies this nomination because most of it, it's not about the makeup or hairstyling for me. But yeah. my actual, so my pick is is Wakanda Forever. I think again because it's it's a lot of elements that are very creative, and they really had to think outside of the box to create this this fictional 
a country that is Wakanda already, just from the first movie. It's like they keep expanding on it. They had to definitely get creative with it. And then you include Namor's nation in there. And it's like, oh yeah, it's 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 great. Everything that they're doing there and making sure that it all looks very, very bright and visual, even with just their makeup and, and even the other hairstyle. Like it's all very unique. It's all very strong. Every aspect of like the costumes and all of that was very strong and on point. So I think it, Again, I think that this really should be, I think this should be nominated. This should have been nominated and win, but I can also maybe see Elvis taking this. I don't want that. (laughs) Maybe, you know, I mean, you know, that is, you know, that is Jared's prediction is Elvis. Uh, For Tom Hanks' face? (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps. But I mean, oh, no. because, because my pick is Wakanda Forever as well. However, my prediction, I, I really want to see, I haven't seen The Whale, but I want to say my prediction mm. is The Whale. That's the one that I feel like Gold Derby is really like rooting for. That's the one that they think is going to take it. It has like the better odds here, but I put it at like the bottom of my predictions because I think it's strong, but I I don't want that to win personally. Just yeah. It feels again. It just feels wrong. Like it's 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 intended to make you feel uncomfortable, and it's like I don't like that aspect of it. Yes, it's too bad. Too bad that's never stopped the Oscars before, has it? I know. It's like again. It's like it's it's a good movie, and like this the reasons why he is in that condition are pretty much laid out it's not just what you would think right it's not just oh point and laugh at this fat person that's not what's going on there obviously but a lot of things that are in that movie really much very much feel like this person is on display in this very in 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 this in this in this kind of unsympathetic way it's like i i but that goes with the the makeup and all of that where it's like some of these shots and what they decide to show it's a little more like exhibitionist is what i was gonna say that it feels a lot like that it's like i don't know no, i've been hearing no. so much debate about the whale and like brother chat phobic and just like all of that and i'm and I'm just like i haven't seen it yet but so i'm like I, I gotta see it and make up my own opinion on it sometime you know it's like it's definitely an achievement like the, it lo- it looks it doesn't look bad like it it, def- it doesn't look like a guy in a fat suit that's like that was like the main concern right they they did something great with that where it did not look that insulting and obvious that it was just Brendan Fraser in a fat suit it was very well done but still it's that thing it's like I wish they, they, they could have been handled in a better way in general with the movie it's like my main thing with the movie but in that that part was well done, and I can see why they would get that nomination. I just, I just don't want that to be like a winner thing because yeah. it's again, it, it would it would set a bad standard where it would if something like this wins, it sort of feeds into that idea of oh, this is okay then, so people yeah, are gonna give awards true. to this kind of thing. So if we make more movies, they're gonna bring back that trend. That's right. Stereotypes. Yeah, I was just like. So it's yeah, it's uncomfortable, yeah, but nonetheless, that is my prediction, unfortunately, for the whale. Also, for movies yeah. that I have seen, I would say Elvis. 
because I have seen that, so I would just say pick, you know, for movies that I have seen, but pick it, personal pick it for kind of forever. Mm-hmm. And then for music, original score, yeah. we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees, WAAO, and The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like it's pretty obvious here that the pick is gonna be, like, Babylon, or at least that's my it's special Babylon. pick. It's Babylon, man. I, I... And- even, really, really hope that wins. <laughs> Although, I will say, though, I will say, though, Jared, his pick is actually WWAO slash Fablemans. His prediction mm. is Babylon. Huge, the Batman snub, which, I mean, as we said before. True. Yes. Like, I, gotta, I gotta be honest here. If the Batman was here, the Batman would, would be my pick over Babylon. Mm. But, which, you know... <laughs> I I I I really love the Batman score, and I was just like, as soon as I heard that first piece back in uh back in I think January of last year, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, this is already an Oscar winner, and I'm only hearing one track. But that's Michael Giacchino. He's amazing. I love his work. Uh, and I think it's a very strong score for sure. Like I did. did think it absolutely deserved the nomination, but I just feel listen. like... You can even listen to the score, and you can realize, oh, this is definitely the same composer who also worked on The Incredibles. So you can... It, mm. It's like a jazzy layer. It's a jazzy underground. Uh, God, like, that's one of my favorite scores probably of all time, honestly. Like, I love, 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 love the, the score from The Incredibles. Yes. And I think that the Batman one is fantastic, but I just feel like, in general, especially since it is Batman, it's not like... It's not as sticking to my brain as much as like the OG like Batman themes and all that. It's like it's like sure, it's sure. I don't know, man. It's like I I love it's very good for this movie and it's very strong. It just didn't stick to my brain that much compared to like the Babylon score where it's like, God damn it, I I can't cool. stop thinking about that. It's so good. It is, it is really good. So I'm glad that that got the nomination publicly. I mean, even like the the tracks like you know Toad and Call Me Manny. So, so Babylon, you know, that's a, you know, that that is my pick. I do feel like the prediction, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I want to I want to say my prediction is also Babylon as well. Like honestly, yeah. Because like I also did love actually the score for Everything Ever All at Once. I did actually. It was a great one too. Under that, like Babylon here is definitely the, the winner, and although I will say all quite in Western front, I actually did love the. The score for that too. It's kind of like it's it's kind of like it's it's like a simple score. It's kind of like it, it depends on that on this like one this one particular scene that's played multiple times throughout the movie. But that one scene mm-hmm. is very ominous and it does really pound into you the bleakness of this movie and it's like, oh, this won't be happy like we've been saying before about mm-hmm. war movies. <gasps> but Babylon, you know, I feel like that's both my predict taking prediction here. And then we have music, original song. We have applause for uh, Tennis Like a Woman, Hold My Hand for Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up for Wakanda Forever, Not To Not To for RRR, and This Is A Life for Everything Ever All At Once. <laughs> yeah, I think the big pick, my actual pick was Not To Not To. I have not seen the movie yet, so I can't really say for certain. Whether I I don't want to even listen to it yet because I want to like listen to it like during the movie I want to get that first impression. It's really uh, but I'm I think that that's what ultimately may win because has a lot a lot of hype behind it. Uh, this is a life would be like maybe my pick. I think that would be 
fantastic. That'd be good. Uh, fantastic winner. And, and Jared does have a little hot take they shared with me uh, that he said <gasps> that it should not have been Hold My Hand, but it should have been I Ain't Worried nominated in Top Gun Maverick, which, like, how dare you think that that would be, like, appropriate for the Oscars, Jared? Like, what what, what kind of program do you think this is? This is not the Grammys. Wait, oh yeah, <laughs> I ain't worried if I want a public. Oh yeah, that song. I mean, I, I it's like, a great song. I like it very I love much. It. But I don't know if it's necessarily the Oscar winner, you know. And I, I exactly. generally, I generally, you know, love you know, want a public as a band, you know. I I'm in too many of her songs, but I don't know if I ain't worried. Is that's a that's it, a it's very a It's a billboard bop, and I don't see it as an Oscar contender. I think that Hold My Hand is, like, the more, like, what you would expect for them to nominate for that. It's, like, it's it's the song that's, like, really tied to it, honestly. Like, they've never tried to pitch the other song as, like, a contender. It's always been this one. Like, this is the one we're submitting for everything. It's, like, yeah, that, that, that's that's the studio's fault. This is the one that they've been pushing. This is their emotional number. So that, that on, they worked. It got nominated. Yeah. It's just, it's so funny to me. <laughs> I think that would have also been a contender for me, but I think that, uh, that might, that might possibly win, but I'm hoping that this is the life wins, but yeah. I think it'll go to not to not to honestly. Yeah. My pick and prediction are both not to not to. It's just like, Oh, it is just so damn couchy, and you know you you're just vibing with it the whole time. I love it. I love it. And I'm glad to see that it's here. If if I can't get the international nomination, and then for Jared, his pick is just as a life, but his prediction is lift me up. Hmm. I feel I feel like lift me up. Lift me up is pretty good. I feel like you know I feel like I'm okay with that being the Oscar nomination. Don't don't necessarily see it as Oscar. Winning, but no other nominees like see that, and then, and then this is a life, you know. I would also, I really did appreciate that as well. But that's not to my picking prediction. Then we have production design. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. Babylon, I think Babylon definitely has a lot going for it, but I feel like. That would be like maybe my pick, but I don't know, man. I can kind of maybe see them giving it to Avatar just because, you know, it's the big. I think that Avatar is going to win any chance it gets. Any opportunity it's nominated, I think that they're going to try to maybe give a little something just because it's the. It and Top Gun Maverick were like the movies that like saved cinema. And I think that that's important to these awards. (laughs) So they. They love James Cameron, so I think that they'll. This may be a thing. Which is kind of odd that uh, he didn't get a nomination for Best Director. I thought I thought he would. I had him in the running for that because I honestly thought that they would maybe throw him a bone, but okay, didn't happen. Surprising. So maybe this is kind of it's kind of like Dune. Like okay, you give Dune so many different nominations, but then you don't give Denis Villeneuve the Best Director. Nomination, okay, that's weird. Odd, <laughs> odd choice, but uh, oh. they didn't want him winning too much. I guess I don't know. 
And then for Jared, his pick is Babylon, which, by the way, that is also my pick as well. It's my pick for Babylon. Yeah. And then prediction, his prediction is Fablemans. I guess my prediction for movies that I haven't seen, if I'm going to conclude that, I would say Avatar's Way of Water. And then for movies that I have seen, I would say Fablemans as well for production design. But Babylon, I feel like Babylon, it really did have some great production design. Just like with the the whole movie and the, the set pieces and all of that, just like whole quality of that. Just like, you know, I was very much riding with all of that. And I don't know, who knows? Maybe I'd say differently if, if I saw Way of Water, but oof, so to see that, you know, I, and I'm hoping I'll like Way of Water when it comes out. As, as a fan yeah, of Avatar. It's... As a fan of Avatar. <laughs> I think it's, it's strong enough. It's strong enough to maybe do something with that. We'll see. And then we have uh, just animated short films. Now, I haven't seen any of these yet, but the nominees are The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I think I believe it. Now, again, I haven't seen any of these, so I can't say like my, my picks or stuff like that, or, or even like honestly predictions. Well, I, maybe, maybe I can do predictions. Well, because Jared's pick is An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I think I believe it. That's also his prediction as well. And he says, if anything else wins, I'm rioting. So I guess maybe that could be my prediction as well. But do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I haven't seen these, unfortunately. I was going to see My Year of Dicks because I've been recommended that one a lot. Uh, and I know I've seen a lot of re- good reviews for The Boy, the Mole, The Fox, and the Horse. But I, I have not seen these, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, and then for live action short films, we have An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, La Pupil, Night Ride, and Red Suitcase. Jared's, uh, Jared's pick and prediction is the Red Suitcase. And I gotta say, for me as well, honestly, that's my also pick and prediction. I, that, was actually, that was actually really good. Very much into that for both. I've heard a lot about it, the red suitcase for sure. Uh, yeah. but I think like interestingly, I think it has the less odds on Uncle Derby. It looks like the one that's like really kicking it is an Irish goodbye. <laughs> I haven't seen these unfortunately yet. I will yeah, seek I, I, these I, out. I need to. That's good too. That's good too. I would say. I want to answer. I because I, I saw an Irish goodbye and night ride right before our podcast. I wanted to squeeze in a couple more short films, and I'm kind of like. I can understand the criticism that's coming against Night Ride now, because I'm just I'm just like okay, it's kind of like it's handling certain issues in a way that I'm not entirely comfortable with in regards to like transphobia and all of that. I'm just like hmm, I I question I question this I question Night Ride's nomination. We'll see. So, but so that's my you know pick and prediction rescue case along with Jared's and. Then for sound, we have All Quiet in the Western Front, Way of Water, The Batman, Olympus, and Maverick. What are your, your, your picks pick and predictions? Uh, I think that I'm not, <laughs> when it comes to this, I'm not like the best, like, knowledgeable. <laughs> it's just, I know that there were like a lot of like snubs that people were complaining about. And mainly like with Nope. I think that was one where it's like, a lot yeah. of people were like really mad. Then I think that would have maybe been like my pick. So much of that movie just terrifies you with its sound purely. That was just like just, just, just the screams in that movie and the sound. It's just like oh my god, it's just bone chilling. Ah. 
And yeah, like I, a complete sequence in it is like, ah, yeah, like that. Nope, just nothing, nothing, nothing. No nominations, but nope. And it's so terrifying. It's so just like disappointing. And why? And General Hoa just got snubbed, you know, for the year 2022, as Connor and I also talked about. We talked about this a bit on our own podcast and our top 10 movies of 2022. And it was just like, bah! It's unfortunate because I think that if it had been nominated, that would be like my absolute pick because it was that was an aspect that was very, very strong about it. And that left a good impression on me. Very strong impression. Uh, Because apart from that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not that knowledgeable because when it comes to these other movies, I can't really say in particular that I was mesmerized by their sound. Maybe. Yeah. Apart. Maybe Maverick because maybe Maverick could be like a good contender for that. But. I think that I think my pick on Gold Derby, I put all quiet on the Western front just because I feel like that may have something strong in that department <laughs> uh, to make you feel like you're there. You know, I think that's the whole thing with these war movies, like the whole it's to make you feel like you're experiencing this. Yeah. And I think the sound has a big part in that. So that, I mean, I'm sure that's that, strong. If it's for that, I mean, that would be my pick as well. Like, you know, on quiet Western front, honestly, my pick and. And even, uh, well, actually, for Bajeret, his pick is the Batman slash Top Gun Maverick. And then mm. his prediction is the Batman. And then I guess my, my pick would be All Quiet. I feel like maybe the prediction will be for Maverick, though. But like, I don't know. Again, I feel, I don't I don't feel I don't feel like I I know I you know I've got the opinions, but I don't feel particularly strong except for notes, you know, which is like you were saying, kind of frustrating, but. Oh, wow. And then we have visual effects. Nominees are All Quiet, Way of Water, The Batman, Wakanda Forever, and Maverick. With Jared's picks being The Batman, Staff, Top Gun, and then Prediction being The Batman. And so can't believe that EEAAO was not nominated for this category. Uh, but what's your pick and prediction? I think pick and prediction would maybe be avatar i think that it's just like it kind of has it in the bag like this whole movie is that is the entire damn movie so they're gonna do this like they're gonna win because like this this, this whole thing is all falls apart if it doesn't have good visual effects i think that it it's certainly the strongest part of it that's what kept me sort of awake during some of the slower moments <laughs> so it's like it looked really good for sure uh yeah. it was it was still a good movie and like a good story but i feel like a lot of moments were stretching it for me but it's like i'm just looking at pretty things and they did a good job of making it look pretty so that's it's an accomplishment sure <laughs> uh i think for me i think yeah i think my prediction even though i haven't seen it I haven't seen Way of Water, but my, my prediction will go towards that. For visual itself, my my personal pick, I'm going to agree with Jared here and go for the Batman. Because I feel like that mm-hmm. was, like, the visual, the, one of the things that stand out to, stands out to me, along with other things like the script and the mood, like the, the gritty mood, is the visual. Like, this was just, like, you know, I feel like the visual effects were really, like, stunning to watch. And I feel like the visual effects themselves may not be as obvious. I feel like they're not, it's not as showy as way of water i feel like it's more meshed mm. in with the cinematography for the movie and to create this whole like grimy rainy backdrop for gotham 
but I just really feel like the physical effects were really strong for that and creating this whole environment. And that's why I think, like, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, like, I feel like in comparison to, like, the other Batman movies, I, I would say specifically, like, even, like, the Christian Nolan Batman movies, the Dark Knight trilogy, I feel like this takes the cake in terms of just being the most visually powerful and just, like, having this, like, really distinctive, you know, move that's just, you know, the atmosphere and the visual just really cling to you. Again, the grittiness, the neo-noir tone. And I feel like the visual effects have that's a true. that. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, Batman is absolutely strong in that department, too. I'd, I'm just leaning toward what I think that they'll, oh, yeah. they'll most likely give it to the flashy one yeah. with any chance that they could get. Um, although, who knows? Like, maybe maybe I'd say differently if I saw Way of Water, who knows? But, you know, but prediction is Way of Water, and then my personal pick is for the Batman. Mm-hmm. And then for writing, adapt screenplay, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Grass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking, pick and prediction. I'm actually going to see Women Talking tonight, so I wish I could say something, certain. Ooh. And I think that the trick with the best adapted screenplay is that we, it's hard for general audiences to sort of get this, unless it's like a Glass Onion and Top Gun Maverick situation where it's it technically is an adapted screenplay because it's a sequel, but it's really an original screenplay it's just that those are the only cases where we can like say for certain because when it comes to the other things if we haven't read the material if we haven't read the book or whatever it's based on it's hard for us to really say what deserves or what you can say it has a great screenplay but it's about being adapted and i think that is that's what's really hard for me where it's like i feel like i did all quiet on the western front as my pick just because it's it's this like very very like well-known like important book and i feel like if if that's a lot of praise coming towards this movie then they did a good job adapting it not just making a good movie so i think that says something about it and and women talking um i i unfortunately really don't know much about the book so i we'll see We'll see how how good the screenplay is tonight, but I, yeah, when it comes to seeing like an adapted screenplay, I can't really say much. But I just think that All Quiet has a lot going for it because of that. But also, I think Women Talking was also pretty well known as a book that I think maybe for like the older voters, they may have read that perhaps, or that may have been something that's in their wheelhouse and maybe more familiar with that. Yeah, and then my prediction is yeah it's gonna be all quiet in western front for a prediction and then my personal pick is grass onion mm, yeah it's, i think that it also has a chance too i'll say that yeah i, I feel like it has a good chance but I, i'm just like for personal pick i'm just choosing between grass onion and grass and i feel like you know grass onion was you know really you know really enjoyable you know i still you know still very much enjoy that and and i and i'm glad that i have that in my top 10 movies uh 2022 and of course you know connor was also huge fan of that you know <laughs> and then it's a very very tight screenplay like i did i really did love it yeah. and then even for jared his pick and prediction is grass onion hmm. so, intriguing and then we have writing for original screenplay the nominees banshees wwao the fablemans Todd, and triangle of sadness so i think 
my personal one was Banshees. I think that's also my pick, but I can maybe also see them giving it to Fablemans. Uh, just because, especially I think maybe for like the Judd Hirsch uh, scene where he comes in and there are some very like very strong moments in the script that I think are very important for this movie. Uh, but Banshees, Banshees is, Banshees is just great. I, I, I think a lot about certain lines from that movie. So it's like, it's, it, it's memorable to me. And it was very great for these characters and especially it, it has a tough job because of the kind of English that is spoken, which a lot of people said when the trailer first came out, I'm going to need subtitles for this because I can't understand shit. I actually felt that that wasn't that necessary for me. I felt like I, I, I followed along pretty well with it, which is saying something. Yeah. Uh, so I think that what Martin McDonough is, is really good at like, it's very authentic script. I'm sure like it's, but it wasn't hard to follow. And there were some things that obviously uh, some, some phrases and things that they use. That's like, it's, it has to ask the kind of language that that was used, but I still feel like it was. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's an accomplishment that it wasn't like super hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got to admit, you. I do actually think my. I, I, hmm, I don't know. I feel like my pick is actually uh, Banshees was a writing for the screenplay. I was thinking, should I pick everything up all at once? But I feel like I feel like while I while I think the script is strong for everything I've all at once, I feel like everything I've all at once is founded like so the quality of that is founded not just on the screenplay but on everything as a whole. It's more like the whole package, mm-hmm. not just the screenplay, with, with it's like with the performances and the editing and the visuals and it's everything, not just and the and the direction, not just the screenplay. Whereas I feel like comparing the screenplays between Banshees and Everything All at Once, I actually feel like the, the screenplay, just by itself with Banshee, stands out just a little stronger than Everything All at Once. And, and I think that, like, the dialogue mainly is what made it, like, one of my favorites from last year, for sure. Like, I, I loved it, and I oh, yeah. wanted to rewatch it as soon as possible. And not only did it look great, but it's just the the, the dialogue is very important. It's very snappy and comedic and it still has that dark edge of these very serious topics you know mortality what what do you leave behind what kind of legacy can you possibly leave behind what can you do to make yourself remembered it's like it's it's very important and deep stuff and yet it's still sprinkled in with these very ridiculous things that sometimes happen and are said and it was it was amazing i i really did not expect to like this movie that much but the dialogue was was so good that think it with along with the performances that delivered that said dialogue was just so so good to me yeah and that's why even even i think my my pick and prediction yeah both for banshees and then for for jared his pick is banshees slash fablemans his prediction is banshees and Mm -hmm. yeah and i want to say like i feel like all the nominees for writing an original screenplay so all like solid at the very least because i also do find quantity in the screenplays for the Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. You know, so I feel like this is a category where like everything is just, just generally solid at the very least. And then we only go up from there for the other for the nominations. Which 
I think that's a never triangle of sadness upset where it's like never would have expected it to get nominated, but honestly, it's like yeah, it also has a very strong screenplay too. Oh yeah, definitely. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's writing for original screenplay, and now we have best picture, the final category. Oh. <gasps> so the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin. Elvis, everything, ever, all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. It was. I think it's pretty impressive that I only got one wrong out of this. I think that I I got like most most of them were like I was pretty spot on with the nominations. Because I kind of went on their mindset what I thought that they would go for. I thought you know all quiet had to be nominated because I feel like. Whenever they include a foreign film in the best picture, it's because it's a really, really, really strong one that has like a lot of a lot of hype and just generally accessible to people. So I thought it's a war movie. Everyone's gonna want to watch this. They're gonna give it a best picture nomination. I feel like it. So I I put it in there. Was not disappointed with the rest of the roster there, but I did have the whale uh, that was not nominated and Triangle of Sadness got it instead, which I think is actually better. <laughs> I think that's a better yeah. choice. I just didn't expect it, but uh, the rest of it is is what I put. And my personal personal pick is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which would be amazing. Yeah, same but, here. Same here. Um, I think that like my, my two and three are like my runner is up, I think. I love them both so much that I, I wouldn't be upset if either the Fablemans or Banshees wins. I I would love it so much if either one of those movies takes it. I think that anything else apart from that would be like good. I liked all of these movies, but it's like I'm I wouldn't be like, oh, best picture, yes. You know, it's those three are like so, 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 so like enjoyable and great to me. That's like, ah yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. So Jared's pick is WWAO slash Fablemans, and then his prediction is WWAO. I feel like my, my pick is, my, you know, honestly, yeah, my, my pick and prediction is both, uh, is both going for everything up all at once. You know, I just, you know, I want this to win. You know, this is such a powerful movie. It's my favorite movie of the year. You know, not the original opinion. You know, it's a, lot of, it's a movie that a lot of people love, and Oh, I want I want this to get to get the awards, you know, this this wild movie, this bonkers movie that is also so heartfelt and so insightful and just like ah, and so optimistic and I I I want it I want it to win, I want it to win. <gasps> I think it, it's it, it normally doesn't happen. Like I don't you think it considering the reputation No, the reputation that the Oscars It's normally too wild, too bonkers. Yeah, I think that there have been like a lot of things where it's like what has been nominated has been like oh yeah like the most critically acclaimed the most like it's just reputation that they have right that they don't normally award something like this to the most fun exciting film really and I think that it's just everywhere everything everywhere all at once it's that beautiful sweet spot of being this crazy chaotic fun movie but it's still delivering something very deep and insightful that I think is what got it this kind of Oscar attention, not just because of the hype, but because it's still something that they can recognize as a very, very good movie and deserves something like Best Picture. I think, I, I really hope so, because I feel like 
Parasite was like the last time I got really, really excited by a movie where it's like, oh, this this has to. This has to win without question because it's just, it's so, 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 so good. And it's it's hilarious. It's insightful. It's like, it, it doesn't happen that often. Other times it's like, oh yeah, this was the best, the best made, the best acted, the best production. Yeah, this is best picture. It's normally good, but it's not, it's not like the most exciting choice. That's what normally happens. So for me to yeah. for me to see something like this in there, it's like, please, please, because it's great. It's amazing for something this insane to get in. Yeah. Oh, wow. We have gone through all categories for the Oscars. Yay. <gasps> so we've been giving up our picks and predictions. Now, are there any final thoughts that you want to offer? Uh, so I think that for the most part, I, I, I'm, I'm just very happy about this. I'm very passionate in particular about this year. Again, because I think I'm just way more excited about a lot of these movies than other years in particular. So I think it's just a very strong year and I'm super, super excited for this. Honestly, I just, I I know I'm going to be like super thrilled at a lot of these wins and that's, that, that that means something. <laughs> that means something. Because normally it's just this kind of stuffy thing that I'm kind of rooting for a few things there. But this this really has me very excited. And it's it's a great change. And I I look forward to, to what this year will bring. I hope that we'll get some more great stuff. Apart from the very weird, odd choices here, I think that most of this is stuff that... <laughs> I, I, I'm honestly very satisfied with and happy, and I don't think I'll get too disappointed. At least I'm hoping not, but yeah, I think there's very see. little room for that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I will say that I didn't want to mention that there were also a lot of quite a debate about how there were no women directors who were nominated for this year, which is definitely well, odd when you consider that there were, like, like the award directors like Sarah Polly for Women Talking. Oh like, yeah. It's kind of like you know I I you know I haven't seen Women Talking, so I can't give any personal opinions on it. But you know like you know that's a big movie, and you know so why wasn't she nominated? Or even like you know or even like Charlotte Wells for Afterson, like why wasn't she nominated? And I did like you know I did like you know I thought that was you no know, strong direction for like you know for for the movie. I would I would have been like oh that would have been worth a nomination or you know even like a Gina like Gina Prince Bridgewood for as a Woman King. Which also, I know that I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, that was also a big snub," or Maria Schrader for what she said, which has been like more controversial around, you know, the, you know, like that that movie. But I know that some people were also like, "Well, she was snubbed as well." So it's just kind of interesting how, like, you know, there were like women directors this year who could have been up for nomination, but it was just all men for the best director category. Kind of a, it's interesting. <laughs> No, it's uh disapp- it's very disappointing for sure. Like I thought that I haven't seen the Woman King, but there was like a lot again, like there's like a lot of very like strong Oscar hype for that movie, like as soon as it came out. And it wasn't like just this is good. It was like, no, this should be nominated for Oscars, and it's wow. like, oh, that's very strong. The thing is that I think it came out earlier in the year and it kind of got overshadowed yeah. by a lot of other things that came afterwards, and the hype just died a lot. And like there are some nominations during the the award circuit for like Viola Davis, and overall, I feel like it was very squooshed. It was very snuffed out by some other bigger things that came out afterwards, and it's it's unfortunate because that uh, it it was looking to be something 
exciting, a breath of fresh air. This 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 uh very and and very enticing, mostly majority people of color cast, and it's like wow, they would have been fantastic too. But it ultimately the, the Marvel project that had people of color in there. Great that it got nominated yeah. and attention, but it's like that's the one that got all the hyped towards the end because it was the bigger, flashier movie, and it's like bigger, flashier. It's coming it deserved, in, coming in with the support yeah. of Disney behind it. Disney's yeah. a corporation that's going to lay off 7,000 employees and going to come out with a damn Toy Story 5. Oh, don't talk to me about that. I do not want to be reminded about that. I wish that they... Kill it now! Yeah. Please! It, it has some I, decency. You see, even I'm like that. And I, and I feel like I'm like more lenient and I'm like more optimistic. But I'm just like, no, stop it! Put an end to this right now. Oh, oh well, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, but and I know Charlotte Wells like for a debut. I think that that would have been great for oh, yeah. a nomination for That's After Sun. Like it would have been so so good for her career. But I think it still got a lot of attention to the point where I mean, even um, Paul was nominated for actor, which is great. I mean, that, great. That was I, mean a I, I, I feel like that. I feel like that yeah. was like a, a surprise as uh, Brian Tyree Henry getting a nomination. So, you know, it's and, like, uh, there was some attention to it. It's just like, it's not like they just didn't see or didn't care. It's like, well, clearly they thought he was good enough to get in there. So I wish that they could have given her a nomination for director. But yeah, I think that also, I think that maybe it's not, let's talk, let's be real. Director needs to be expanded. I think it should be expanded because five people, it was very hard for me to pick like my nominations for that because there were so many good directors in there that's like, no, you need to extend that a bit. Like best, Maybe best put picture. in like eight. Yes. No, or yeah, like exactly best picture because this is the only way because every year we're having the same problem. And it's like, I can't even say for certain who I would like kick out because they were all phenomenal. So it's like, yeah. you just need to expand the category because these are all very strong movies and very strong directors. And the best way to ensure that, it's a bit more diverse in there. It's really expand the category. It's about time. Please. Yeah. Just please. I, I think it would be better than than sort of like separating it like some people are saying. Uh, I think just expanding the category in general because it was hard for me to pick like my my nomination guesses because it was so so little space. So I was like, no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's hard. Oh. Because yeah, but... to think, I mean, Damien Chazelle didn't get in, James Cameron didn't get in, and I think that those were also ones that could have been yeah, that's, big. That's, again, that's so strange it's... too. And I haven't even it's seen so... Way, Way, Way of Water, but I'm still like, that's strange. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure his direction was strong, you know, in the movie. I'm, I'm just assuming that, you know, probably. I mean, it's James Cameron, I mean, you know. <gasps> thing for me, like, honestly, like, yeah, Chazelle getting left out is a surprise considering his, and his big I mean, Oscar history. It's like, wow. They, they, I think that they really were just sorting. They were like, they were splitting hairs at that point. That's what it felt like. There was like, it was a really strong year. So I think that making the category bigger would, would definitely make more room for, for all these great talents. Cause it, unfortunately, as much as we would have loved to have some female directors in there, even some other ones were left out too. Cause it's like, it, it's just too small. It uh, can't fit everybody. <laughs> just expand the pool. Again, like you were saying. Right? Please. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <sighs> well, 
Because so, so if, if, if we don't have any more thoughts to offer on the Oscar nominations, our predictions, and picks, I think we can segue onwards to Good Word. Now, this is a segment where each of us gets to recommend something, a book, a movie, a TV show, a podcast, music, etc. Whatever we want. So, Misty, what is your Good Word? So I came more prepared this time for it uh, because I have something that I did want to to note. It's one of my it's it, it's one of my favorite. Actually, I'll put two. My actual favorite movie that I've seen so far this year, which is Donkey Skin of by Jacques Demy, which is just this very very wild uh, fairy tale uh, French movie, but. The, the first one that I wanted to highlight is because it, I mean, Donkey Skin, Criterion, it's in the Criterion collection, it's in the Criterion channel. Jacques Demy, is, is his movies are starting, I think, to get a bit more popular because they're being referenced in a lot of modern media. But So I think that's not that much of a deep cut, but Liza the Fox Fairy, which came out in 2015, is also one of my favorites of the year. It's a Hungarian movie. That I think if you like Amelie, please watch this movie because it's very much that kind of quirky tone to it. Very vibrant. The the production, the the editing, a lot of choices made in the visuals for this movie are just so beautiful. <laughs> and there's those little things that just make you smile or make you giggle because it's like, oh, that's, I, like, I like that little touch. It's a great movie. It's funny. It's it's romantic. It's it's. I think I think where people should watch this because I know for sure that this is something that a lot of people haven't heard of. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing I've been hearing you know the talk about it and our and our Discord server and even just like you know I'm always familiar with it because you know whenever you post your your first watches of 2023 rank, you know it's always the picture from Donkey Skin that's on the it's on Letterbox list. So I'm like, oh yeah. Donkey Skin, I remember, I remember to talk about that movie. But- yeah, Donkey Skin for sure is like, it's like, I, I, I forget adored it. And then Liza the Fox Fairy is like the one that's like, I really want more people to see that because it's not as well known for sure. <gasps> oh, good, good. Okay, so you got, you got your good word, Donkey Skin. And now my good word is going to be the 2005 West Craven action thriller Red Eye. Mm. Which I recently saw for the first time, and I gotta say, like I, I'm, I feel like I feel like this doesn't really get that much praise. Honestly, I feel like it's just kind of underrated a bit because I was I had a, I had a good time with it. You know, just like you know, if you want a good old action thriller that is under an hour and a half, I think it's like eighty eight minutes or something like that. Which is like, when do we get that these days? You know, I feel like that's such a rarity now. With in an era where we're getting so many movies that are two hours or two, or two and a half hours or three hours. And look, you know, if a movie is long and it, and, it, and it requires that length, you know, I'm all for it. But sometimes, you know, I just want a movie where I can hop in and hop back out in the hour and a half runtime. And so that was big plus. Also, you know, it's got, you know, it's got, you know, Rachel McAdams and Killian Murphy and the leading roles and, you know, just, Two great stars, and just you know, in in a in a movie with tight pacing, I feel like that tight pacing, and just it's always moving very quickly. It's got the claustrophobic setting, and I particularly love how Kelly and Murphy is really charming in that first act, and then 
the way it starts out, it's almost like a rom-com between the two of them. You know, you really, you, you, you're feeling the chemistry between them. It's going to be a rom-com. But then once he makes that villain turn, and then it's like, oh, uh, you're really menacing. But, I'm, but it's also really believable that you can make the switch, go from charming to menacing. And so I just, you know, really enjoy both, you know, the two of them in, in those lead roles. And I don't know, I just, I, I just really feel like the, I just really feel like uh, people, you know, want people to check this out. And even like, I actually saw a review comment on how the finale of the movie takes place. It feels like an, it feels like a scream movie. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, it definitely has scream undertones, the finale. Like, it was just like, you know, of course, Wes Craven. So of course, you know, that, that would make sense. I need to watch that for sure. Like I, I, I was on my watch list because I, I saw that there was like a, I think it's a 4K coming out this year. I, th- I think that there's like a re-release Ooh. for it, something special for it. So I know I've, I've had it on my radar. Nice, nice. So, yeah, that's my good word, but I, again, you know, just, just under an hour and a half. I love that. I absolutely love that. Oh. Like, need more movies like that, please. Like new ones because I think it's a trend that way too many of them are over three hours now. <laughs> <laughs> And it's again, movies like Ah, which is three hours, and then The Batman, which is almost three hours, but it's just like, oh, you know, they're good, but, you know, again, short of runtime. time. I love that. Yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> oh, so those are our good words now, and thank you very much, Misty, for coming back to the show for this little bonus episode. We're talking about our Oscar nominations, you know, the predictions and picks, and now you can uh, promote your socials, promote where people can find you. Yes, so you can find me on TikTok, uh, Misty Rose VA, and on Twitter, and which is the other socials I use? My God, I think just Twitter, Misty Rose ninety eight. Oh, and Letterboxd, the Letterboxd and Twitter are Misty Rose ninety eight. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> and as for my socials, you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore sense critic. You can follow my personal accounts on Twitter, Good Pods, Joy Graph, Letterboxd, and TikTok at Audra underscore and eighteen. If you want to email me, you can reach me at email at twocentscritic at yahoo.com. You can find me on Goodreads at Alta Howell. You can check out my blog at twocentscritic.com. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, GoodPod, Google Podcasts, all of those services. And, you know, make sure especially with the, you know, give ratings and reviews because they can help, you know, move this show up the charts, you know. I give the support to the indie podcast, especially. Do not promote Jared's socials. Because he couldn't be here today. He can do that himself. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes I he want needs him. to be here if he wants free he press. Needs, he, needs to come, <laughs> he needs to come for the next Oscar episode. He needs to be in person. <laughs> hopefully, yes. know, hopefully there's no, none of that home crap going on. The home innovations with the bathroom Ugh. and stuff. God damn it. But once again, thank you so much, Misty. So much fun to have you back on after the Santa Claus. Yes. This is always fun. Yay. Goodbye. And until next time, stay healthy and stay strong.